0: (laughs) It's another one goal loss for the Seattle Kraken. I'm Erica Lindsay Ayala, your host, coming to you live from Beijing. Uh, We're going to talk about the Seattle Kraken game against the Boston Bruins. There are some things that are definitely worth highlighting. And then, of course, we're going to get you ready for the last game of their East Coast road trip in Long Island. That's coming up on Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Kraken, hey hey hey, Seattle hockey fans again Erica Lindsay Ayala your host of Locked on Kraken coming to you live from the main media center in Beijing China uh so you know I'm gonna keep my mask on uh I know I talked about Willie O'Ree it's the same day for me so that's why I'm wearing the same shirt don't don't come for me but uh (laughs) um I I want to talk about this Boston game. It was a loss for the Seattle Kraken, as I mentioned in the open that we they lose three to two to the Boston Bruins, and uh, there's frustration in that. Um, it, it, we talked about it yesterday on yesterday's show. Uh, the Seattle Kraken wanting to play an offensive game where they are the victors of a one gold contest. They're not quite there yet. So this group of teenagers that we have, if the 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 Golden Knights were the myth, Misfits, the Kraken, at least according to me here on Locked on Kraken, they are the teenagers. And um, that's what we're seeing. Um, you know, uh, Chris Drieger, though, I I love when Drieger plays because we get a little bit more intel and insight as to what's happening in goaltender camp. So actually, let's cut over to Chris Drieger. Um, We're going to hear the audio and you'll see a still shot of Chris Drieger, but this is him talking after the game specifically about something that he felt that he should be able to maintain and control a little bit better.
1: Yeah, felt good. Obviously missed a little bit there, uh, in COVID protocol so it's good to be back um felt good just I mean she wasn't really happy with the third one I let in there it's pretty deflating so that one's on me uh you know it's, it's frustrating when we come back score two in the third like that and uh you know obviously we want to get that third one so um other than that you know I felt felt all right it was good to get back there feel the puck see some pucks and just the third one yeah yeah I'm not sure I honestly thought he was passing it back door there um was kind of up on its edge a little bit so i'm not sure if he was tr- trying to hit uh, i don't know who was back toward there but they a guy so that's kind of what i was thinking but whenever it hits off your glove and kind of flows back i'm never really happy with those um but uh yeah obviously an elite player but you know there's a lot of elite players in this league you got to stop them if uh, you know you want to be good yourself yeah yeah it's been three times now where i just uh, w- one week long <laughs> Whatever it is. So fortunately, it hasn't been any length, um, you know, any lengthy times missed. But, yeah, it's it's tough. You know, I, I felt like I turned a couple good games together uh, before I got COVID. And, you know, now we're, you know, miss some time and now we're back. So I'm trying to pick up the momentum where I left off, left off here and, uh, yeah, just kind of build off that.
0: So in this game, you get two goals from Pastranach. Uh You heard Drieger talking about the third goal in particular, feeling that he should have uh, – done better to to get that one or keep that one out of the net. I like that Drieger is taking ownership and responsibility. But if you also listen back to that clip, you hear Chris Drieger talking about him and Philip Grubauer starting to really communicate with their defensive core. I've been talking about this for a while, feeling that Philip Grubauer, the way that he's playing, it seemed as though, or it wasn't hard to believe, that maybe there was just a, a little bit that was uh, unaligned or out of sync when it came to the defense and Philip Grubauer. And you hear Dreger kind of alluding to that, that some of the conversations, yes, that the Seattle Kraken are having and that the goaltenders are having with their D is about getting more in sync. And so we never get that from Grubauer, but we got it from Drieger. So... I'm all on the Chris Drieger train. Let's get more Dregs. Um, and then let's cut over to him also talking about something else that I talk about all the time that he's in and out and in and out of the lineup. And then we'll also close out with him talking about getting engaged. So congratulations to Chris and his fiance. Uh, as he will, you'll hear him mention he calls Boston home at least in the summertime. So uh, a really cool milestone. Didn't top it off with the win, but uh here's Driggs again talking about the goaltending tandem and their defensive core.
1: Yeah, I mean I think earlier in the season we definitely had some kinks they needed ironing out and uh lately I think it's been a lot easier for Gruby and I to just see Pucks and do our job and and give the boys a chance to win. So I know we've been talking and we feel a lot more comfortable in there. Um you know we're on the same page as our defensemen when it comes to shot lanes and you know who's got who's taking care of what when are they taking the short side when are they taking the far side um, so I, I think it's been we've definitely made a lot of progress and uh, you know it was, it was tough early on um, you know I definitely need to be better um, and uh, but yeah when, when you get on the same page as your D and, and things start clicking uh, makes makes everyone's jobs a lot easier yeah yeah no that was a pretty exciting day yesterday I um, actually had uh, <laughs> I had it all planned out for the second and then uh, they slapped us with that extra game so had to uh, think on my feet a little bit <laughs> and uh, <laughs> got it done yesterday so really exciting time um, and uh, you know, I spent my summers here in Boston um, so it's uh, we had a lot of friends and family out and, and celebrated with them so it was a really special night and uh, you know, it would have been nice to come in here and get the win but obviously that wasn't the case so we'll uh, you know we'll have to come back and get them next time
0: that was Chris Drieger. When we look at the stats here, the shots were just about even. So the Seattle Kraken, whereas we talked about this in, in the game against the Rangers, uh, they weren't putting up as many shots as they did the other night. They uh, were just about in step. They had 27 shots to the Boston Bruins, 26 shots. Um, that, now here's a difference, massive difference. In three power play opportunities, the Boston Bruins scored twice twice on the power play the seattle kraken had six opportunities on the power play and came up with a big goose egg that's a problem special teams you heard the broadcast post game talking about it special teams massive for this team uh the hits we knew it was going to be physical that was something that was talked about in the pregame and the bruins and the Brew Crew took that as well as blocked shots. I like looking at blocked shots more than hits. 14 blocked shots for the Bruins compared to only 8 for the Seattle Kraken. Now another thing we have to talk about in this game is Jonas Donskoy gets his first goal as a member of the Seattle Kraken. You probably heard Dreger talking a little bit about Donskoy. We've heard other players talk about Donskoy. Here's the fella himself talking about the loss and finally getting on the board. And honestly, some of the frustration in a season where the Seattle Kraken's not winning a lot. What it feels like to not be scoring. So here's Jonas.
2: Well, oh, it's a relief. It's been a obviously tough year and uh, mentally. You know, it's not easy. Nothing's going your way. And, and uh, we'll be losing a lot of games. And, and uh, you just want to help the team. And I feel like I haven't, haven't been able to do a lot of that this year. So it was nice to get that out of the way. But, but like you said, another one one goal. You know, last tight game. But um, it's frustrating. It's been the hardest year, I think. Um, I don't know. Obviously, we're not scoring. We just try to do try to do all the small things as good as you can and try to contribute in some other ways you know trying to be good on the on the penalty kill and and good defensively and and i've been trying to work hard and do all that um but you know i know i know i can score goals i know i can i can be better offensively so um uh yeah hopefully hopefully this kind of like open opens things up a little bit and gets me going um uh, i don't know that's a tough question i think i think tonight I think tonight we probably lost on, on special teams, you know. We gave up two two power play goals for them and then, you know, we had a lot of good looks on power play too, but we weren't we weren't able to score. So I think I think that was probably the key point. But um yeah, tough to say. I think we have to look look at some video again and, and try to get better for tomorrow. Um, I don't know, we was just talking to lockers, just try to try to leave everything out there. Um I don't think we were necessarily our, playing our best in the first two, so it's just you know, we were down by two, so it's just talked about leaving everything out there, and, and uh, I think we did, but just unfortunately lost. That's good.
0: Thanks. And you know, I I think that Jonas, coming off of the loss, I I think he's just staying within. Uh, his humility, again, it's frustrating to lose by just one goal. It's another one-goal game on the losing end for the Seattle Kraken. And knowing that as a, as a forward, that you're not contributing. Uh, I love, though, that the Seattle Kraken, as a team, as a franchise, definitely have had Donskoi's back. But hopefully, this will get things rolling. Okay, so we talked about the Boston game. Coming up next, we're going to break down this game against the the islanders and so we're gonna get eberly coming back right before he makes his appearance in the all-star weekend for of course the seattle Kraken. it's the new year so that means new year's resolutions if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier make sure you include built bar in your plan built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar (laughs) it might even taste better than a candy bar and that means it makes it easy for you to stick to your health resolutions cuz it tastes so good and it's so good for you with 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs and of course packed with 17 grams of protein while also being covered in chocolate. So here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the office, wherever, throw out all the sugary stuff and p- replace it with Built Bar. And and in order to get you going on your way, when you go to Built.com and you use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% of your next order of Built Bar to help clean out your stash of unhealthy snacks and replace it with Built Bar. So again, that's Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com happy snacking. As always, I want to thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. On tomorrow's episode, of course, we're going to recap what's going on with the Islanders, and then we'll get a little bit into the Olympics. I'm in the media center right now. So yeah, you yeah, best believe we're going to talk about it as the women's hockey tournament is going to get started. Now it's time for you to make your second listen locked on NHL locked on and a locked on experts across the NHL network are covering the biggest stories on a daily basis. And so every Monday through Friday, we take all of that information and we put it on the locked on now show it's free and it's available on all platforms. So Go and listen to that. But for now, we're going to talk about this Seattle Kraken game coming up against the New York Islanders. And so this will end the road trip for the Seattle Kraken um, as we get ready for the all-star break. uh, And fitting that our all-star Jordan Eberly is going to be taking on his former team. The, the Islanders are at 500, essentially at 16, 16, and 6. The Seattle Kraken, after the loss the other day, 14, 27, and 4. So we were stuck on 9 for a little bit. Now we're stuck on 14. In the last 10 games, almost the inverse, 6 and 4. The Islanders are on a one-game win streak, whereas it's 4 and 6 for the Seattle Kraken, and they've got two losses in a row. As always, I like to look at the power play. Yikes! The power play between these two teams, not great. They are 23rd and 27th, respectfully, with the Islanders having a slight edge, as they are at a 17.8% clip, whereas the Seattle Kraken, 16.1% clip on the power play. The penalty kill highly favors the Long Island Team uh, and the New York team highly favors the Islanders at an 82.5% clip compared to 79 point, 75.9% for the Seattle Kraken. All right, here we go. Goals against or goals allowed. The Islanders are at fifth overall in the league at a, only allowing 2.61 goals compared to 3.51 by the Seattle Kraken going to be an uphill climb. I'm assuming that we'll see Philip Grubauer in net again. I would love to see some of that team defense that we talk about. And of course, we want to see uh, Jordan Eberle crush it. Here's a little bit uh, about Eberle talking the other day. Now, this is a rescheduled game. You heard uh, Chris Drieger talk about that and how it Uh, put in a little dent in his proposal plans. I think this is going to be a pretty good game. You can watch it on MSG Plus. You can also watch it, of course, on Root Sports. That's going to be tomorrow or in my time today, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time on February 2nd, 2022. But as I keep mentioning, because, well, (laughs) it's the truth, I'm here in Beijing. And so we're going to talk in the next segment about the upcoming women's hockey tournament. I will be spending my day at the Wuxong Ice Center tomorrow. I'm going to catch the United States versus Finland, but the opening game is actually China hosting the Czech Republic. Lots of history for both of those teams and I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, also, want to take you over to if you are if you need to get up to snuff on women's on women's hockey. I have a few resources that I'm going to give you as we get ready for the tournament starting tomorrow. That's coming up next on Locked On Kraken. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, more odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march through the playoffs right to the big game in just a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates on current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new and amazing offers available in the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, folks, it is that time. It is almost time for the Olympic hockey tournament. Uh, I showed off my pins. I'm not wearing my hockey pin. I actually still have it in the plastic. I've got my Beijing pin. I I put on a different hat, but I've got my Beijing pin right here. And um, we're going to talk about it. Okay, so tomorrow... It starts. Uh, If you've been listening to Locked on Kraken and some of the roundtables that I've been doing, then you know that the women's tournament this year has 10 teams. That's an expansion. So it's Denmark and the Czech Republic that are benefiting from the expanded pool this year. We know that China is, of course, the host. And I've been talking about it before, but it's worth repeating. And I'm going to put an article that Christina Rutherford wrote years ago because China Over the years, back when the Canadian Women's Hockey League was still up and running, they invested heavily in their women's hockey program. And I'm very curious to see if it pays dividends, not necessarily in this Olympic tournament, but I think it could definitely pay dividends when it comes to the growth of the sport in China and, of course, getting them into that top division where there's going to be a little bit of competition now that you have the Czech Republic, a very young team, but that has many players that have played in North America, particularly in the college system. And um, they're going to be coming for... Uh, China is going to be coming for Denmark, Czech Republic, teams like Japan, uh, the Russian athletes. So I think it's going to be really, really exciting. All right, here's the rundown. I'm going to be, as I said, at the Wuxong Sports Center in Beijing, China. I'm going to catch all of the games there uh, tomorrow. I guess for you, uh, it will be Wednesday. For me, it'll already be Thursday. But so it's going to be China hosting the Czech Republic. I cannot wait to talk about the atmosphere that's happening there at the other stadium, the national indoor stadium where at least the United States men's team will be playing a lot of their games. At the same time, China takes the ice. You're going to have the Canadians and Switzerland go head to head. So we'll have updates there too. You're also going to get, uh, Japan, versus Sweden. I think that's going to be a good one. I've talked about it. I've written about it, but Sweden got relegated because of a loss to Japan. So that's going to be a good one. And then, oh baby, the last game. So I'll be taking in Japan, Sweden. And then also the nightcap for me will be, uh, the United States, against finland that game is technically going to be thursday morning eastern time 8 10 a.m for all of you in north america so it's going to be a night game for me uh, but it will be thursday morning for you this is going to be a critical game. Now, coming in, we were expecting Nora Ratu to be on this Finnish team. However, she was cut from this Finland team. She had been dealing with injuries. She didn't play in World Championships. And Nora Ratu, one of the top goaltenders in the world by many people's standards and will not be competing in this Olympics for Team Finland, who a lot of people assume is in that number three spot. So does that mean that there is some room for the Swiss uh, with uh, Alina Mue- Mueller uh, for Sweden, uh, Michelle Lohenheim, uh, for those Connecticut Whale fans, you know her. That's another great thing. There's so many players from women's professional hockey that you'll see. PWHPA, now what we know as the PHF. They're all going to be here on full display. And not just for the top two teams in the United States and Canada. But throughout the tournament, Nana Fujimoto played for the Metropolitan Riveters. You have Lohenheim. You've got got, uh, Katarina Mrazova. You've got... uh, so many athletes that we're going to recognize for those who are watching the women's game on a consistent basis and if you don't don't worry you can listen over on locked on nhl rachel and ann are giving you a special breakdown of olympic coverage and of course i'm right here at locked on kraken to break it all down i do want to point to you though to some heavy hitters that we'll see in this tournament. And I was very honored to participate in a roundup that TSN did. Megan Johnson wrote this. "The Who are the top 25 players right now in the women's game? No surprise to many. Marie-Philippe Poulain is at the top of the list. The captain for the Canadian women's national team. Basically a walking... I mean, in basketball, we would say she's a walking bucket, but in hockey, I guess she's a skating goal. I don't know. Basically guaranteed she's going to score. Marie-Philippe Poulain comes in at number one. Tied at number two is Canadian Mel- Melody Dau, as well as the Finnish defender, Yeni Hirokoski. And then Brianna Decker at four, and Hillary Knight at five. I'm going to be honest, some of these rankings are a little bit higher than I personally had some of these players, but we can break that down as things go on. I do think that some of these players get the benefit of the doubt, whereas I think I almost wish there was more recency bias because there are some young guns up and coming that I think if you look at how they've been playing, even in a women's hockey landscape where we're seeing minimal games for a number of reasons. I do think there's some players that deserve to be a little bit higher. Number six though can't be denied. Alina Mueller I mentioned her. Uh, Brianne Jenner for Canada at seven. Michelle Carbonen from Finland at number eight, Kendall Coyne Schofield comes in at nine. She will be the captain for the United States team. And Lee Steckline. Oh, I'm so glad Lee Steckline broke into the top 10. She deserves more respect. I feel like I've talked about that on this podcast before. So I'm not going to argue with that. I do want to break down this top 10 list and I will go through, or excuse me, the top 25 list and I will go through the list for TSN. Multiple contributors and you kind of aggregate everything uh the list from everyone and then my list and we can talk about it all right folks we're going to close out this episode of locked on kraken again my name is Eric lindsay ayala coming to you live from the main media center at the 2022 winter olympics in beijing china it's going to be all day women's hockey for me tomorrow, but I know it's a Seattle Kraken game day. So don't worry. I will have something for you prior to puck drop in Long Island as the Seattle Kraken look to get into the wind column. You know what I'm going to say, because that's what we got to do. We're going to hold fast. We're going to stay true. And when the puck drops, we're going to say, let's go Kraken!" I'll see you tomorrow.